Peace, everybody. Welcome back to Mass Adoption. I am your host, the Crypto Chemist. And as always, it is my job to make the complexities and difficulties of cryptocurrency, NFTs, and today the metaverse to make them disappear, right? So today we're jumping in to the metaverse. You guys are going to be excited for this one. Let's get it. Right, so I know that this probably is not your first time hearing about the metaverse. And I know that it's been explained in so many different intricate and weird ways that it's got you wondering, what the hell is the metaverse? Um, understandable. We're going to make it simple. The metaverse is just virtual reality. It's a virtual world. Anything is really a metaverse, right, if it's all based in cyberspace, right? Because it has its different intricacies and there are communities that are built in the metaverse, etc. But for the purpose of what we're talking about, all I want you to think of the metaverse as is virtual reality or and or augmented reality. So virtual reality is known as VR, augmented reality is known as AR, okay? That is the metaverse. What's happening is these little pieces, these items that are registered on the blockchain that are loaded onto the blockchain called NFTs are being used to power the metaverse and that they are items within the metaverse, be they clothing that your avatar wears or your actual avatar, um, weapons, if it's a, a video game where you can shoot people, the weapon can be an NFT. An NFT can basically be anything that you can put into cyberspace even back to our files and stuff right we can make our pdf files our mp3 mp4 files into nfts because all they are are digital items that are loaded onto the blockchain as unique versions of themselves basically what the word non-fungible means is that it can't be exchanged one for one so if you have a dog and this dog is a is a particular breed of dog that's, that's a very common color and you let someone babysit or dog sit your dog, they lose the dog and they try and get the same exact looking dog and give it back to you as if it's your dog, you're gonna know that even though this dog looks the same, same sex, same color, same whatever, it's not my dog because my dog is unique. It's non-fungible, all right? And on the opposite end of that, when something is fungible, that means it could be exchanged one for one. So a dollar is fungible. It could be exchanged $1 for the other dollar, and that's it. But in the metaverse, these NFTs that we're talking about are items, okay, that can be used and manipulated. And that's what we'd like to deal with. The biggest thing here is, and this is a, a huge debate, number one, there's a debate about whether or not the metaverse is anywhere we should be. Okay, and if you're into metaphysics and spirituality like I am, um, that is another conversation for another day. I have my perspectives on that, and I tend to look at things from both sides, both the good and the bad, because I'm always seeking balance. I don't want to look at it from just one perspective. There's so much more to things, um, but that's another conversation for another day. The biggest thing that crypto punks are feeling nowadays, or as we're called, um, DGENs, we're called so many different things, apes, if we're into the NFT space uh, heavily, 
as crypto punks or the crypto community feels, um, some people, well, I wouldn't say the crypto community in, in general, right? Some parts of the crypto community, those who are into crypto for decentralization, for autonomy, for anonymity, for freedom from centralized control, they feel like the rapid entrance of all of these different centralized companies, Walmart, Facebook, um, Amazon, you name it, Microsoft, they feel like that's not the best thing. But there are other people, also crypto punks and also actually into decentralization and not being ruled by one centralized authority, but they feel like these new entrants that have these, these global um, levels of influence are good for the metaverse and the NFT space and ultimately blockchain technology as a whole. So we're going to break that down. We're going to look at what some of the market experts who are not as well known as, as most people, these, these guys tend to try and keep themselves um, to on a lower scale just so that they can be more interactive with their clients and just so that they can actually build a community that is less um, infiltratable than these big, huge projects and their communities that they build. Nothing wrong with those huge projects, but these guys are more for that one-on-one, more intimate connection with their communities. So first on the list is Jay Johnson of DYO, um, or Discover Your Options Academy, right? DYO Academy. Now, Jay is a DeFi consultant. He specializes in decentralized finance, NFTs, metaverses. I mean, he's gone all the way in. If anyone has ever been his Facebook friend and they look at his thread, when it comes to the metaverse, he's like a, he's like a big kid. Okay, he has like the sneakers, he has, he's in there DJing, all of that. So he really loves the metaverse, and that is very indicative um, of his, his statement here. Jay is telling us when we asked him about centralized companies coming into the metaverse and how he feels about it, he stated, quote, it's inevitable. The data that will be collected from targeted immersive experiences is too much to avoid. All right, and again, this is Jay Johnson of DYO Academy, Discover Your Options Academy. He is a DeFi consultant. So basically what Jay is saying is, hey, they're taking a lot of information from their users. They're taking um, bio feedback from their users or, or, or bio information from their users. They're taking preferences that their users have for what types of games they would like to play in the metaverse or, or how they would like those games to, to, to be interacted with or how they'd like to interact with those games. That's a lot of information for these centralized companies to say, ah, nah, we'll let you guys play with that. Um, we're going to go over here and do our own thing. So Jay feels like it's inevitable, and I can't say that I disagree with him on that. Justin Parker of Momentum Trading has a lot similar to say. He's, he's saying a little bit more, but just to let you know about Justin Parker, again, he is into one of those more intimate communities. He, he leads one of those more intimate communities where he likes to really get to know his people and what they're experiencing out here on in, in the blockchain. Uh, he also teaches Forex. He teaches stocks and options. You know, he teaches anything trading, but he likes to have a very one-on-one -on -one type of experience with his clients. Even when he's teaching in his group settings, he likes to call people out and, and sort of get their perspective on what he's teaching. So this is what he had to say. I believe the metaverse is the perfect bridge to bringing everyone into the crypto space. 
large corporations are going to see that bridge and attempt to capitalize on it, as they should. As a crypto enthusiast, we should support any centralized company wanting to bring money and volume to our space. This is how we achieve mass adoption. So I get it. And again, this guy is into trading. He doesn't, it doesn't really matter to him what he's trading. Um, he just, he, he's into trading and speculating on the market. So of course, volume is going to be very important for him or very important to him and to his students who he teaches about momentum trading, right? But at the same time, I think that he does realize that there could be a level of influence that these companies, well, there's always a level of influence that these companies have over whatever space that they're in. Right, so we see Walmart right now showing people how to shop in their VR shopping experience. And that is an influence. People are hearing about the metaverse and seeing that Walmart is in it, so they may be more apt to going to figure out what the metaverse is and how they can interact with it. But they may do that in ways that lead to them falling right into the traps of centralized companies. And this is very similar to what Russell Hughes of Kente Amentu Financial Group says about centralized companies getting into or coming into the metaverse. In plain, he's saying, let's not get too happy about these centralized companies getting into the metaverse. And of course, that's really vague. But if you know anything about Russell Hughes, who calls himself the crypto archangel, he talks a lot about using cryptocurrency to actually unplug yourself from the system and empower yourself to do more for yourself, become your own bank, uh, take out those loans and use those loans to provide liquidity, thereby making a lot of money in the DeFi or decentralized finance space. So this isn't one of those guys who's going to take it too kindly if centralized companies are coming into a space where we're looking to empower ourselves or free ourselves from them. Makes sense. Finally, and this probably sheds a lot more light on what Russell Hughes was saying, Kyle Gordon of Lack Management Solutions says, well, it's all nice to make funds, but when most of these companies are making the earth a trash can for my children, it's hard for me to support them. Now, if you can't tell by the first part of this quote, Kyle is another one of those guys who are heavily, heavily against centralization and um, the oversight by these centralized groups of what we do with our money that we earn in our private lives. He actually goes on to say, if they could change their way and help the world, then I change my mind as I try to stay open-minded, but I just don't know if I ever see it happening. So his perspective of what companies are willing to do to give people their freedom is not much, right? They're not willing to do much to give people their freedom in his eyes. and. I can't say I disagree with either side of this, really, with those who say that we should be happy about centralized companies coming into this space because it is thereby growing our investment or our profit, right? We're making a lot more as they bring more volume and new entrants into the space. And these new entrants are curious, right? They want to know more about the metaverse and how this stuff can really affect them and how they can leverage it to make money in their own personal lives. But on the other hand, we do know that the financial industry and big business itself is the reason why Bitcoin and blockchain technology was released or created for that matter in order for us to avoid. So now that there are these centralized companies who have proven that they do not have the welfare of the public or the best interests of, of the public in mind are coming into a space where we wanted it exclusively for us it does sort of pose a conflict of interest for a lot of people 
who were getting into blockchain so that they can rid themselves of the, the BS, really. So you tell me what you think. There are a lot of companies that are in the metaverse right now. You have Microsoft, you have Epic Games, the ones who created Fortnite. Of course, you have Facebook changing their name to Meta. You have Nvidia, who's known for their powerful graphics cards, a lot of which are used in Bitcoin mining. Well, they just announced the release of Omniverse Enterprise last year in 2021. Omniverse Enterprise allows creators to collaborate with one another, creating 3D designs and modeling, as well as simulation, all creating an even bigger metaverse or actually, as they call it, an omniverse in many cases. What many of you don't know is that Apple is even entering into this space, planning on releasing a pair of VR glasses that you can wear just like regular glasses and they don't necessarily look like a VR headset, so they don't have all of that bulkiness and discomfort that you experience when you put on VR headsets like the Oculus. There are many other major companies in the metaverse, including Microsoft, even PlayStation. There are some rumors about them in the metaverse. I mean, I could go on. If you're a gamer and you love gaming and you wish you could get paid for gaming so you didn't have to do anything else, well, this is a great time to do so. And in fact, a company I know and trust, Infinite Digital Management, has a get paid to game course that will be coming to you both virtually and in person on March 5th, 2022. The link to that class is actually in the description. You should definitely check it out. No age limits apply. It could be your children, your spouse, you, whoever. As long as you like to game and you want to get paid for it, you should definitely check out that class. Many of our members are seeing as much as three to $5,000 a month just from gaming. And guys, that's pretty much all I have. As I always say, you are divine. It is your time. That's not just something that I say that rhymes. I truly believe that. I need you all to let me know what else it is that you would like for me to talk about. I told everyone that I would break down the metaverse, I would break down NFTs in a way that was easy for them to understand and so that it didn't go over their head. But if there's anything else that you don't understand, listen, that's what the comment section is for. That's why you need to subscribe so that whenever I'm breaking something down that you don't understand, you'll get that alert and you'll be able to get a better picture of what it is I'm talking about, right? So, if you guys have any questions for me, you can email me at support at planetcrypton.io or you can join our Facebook group, Planet Krypton, or you can follow me on IG at The Crypto Chemist. Twitter is Crypto Chemist. They wouldn't let me put the the for whatever reason. And you guys, as usual, know you should subscribe, share, like, do all that stuff, man. I do this for you, all right? Peace. No, 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 no,